we are doing low-key of another podcast in a way um i got a great and amazing beautiful person jules right here with us um uh, gonna interview me asking me all these questions and everything like that and uh we're gonna just it's just conversating so go ahead okay hi everybody <laughs> um so my first question would be if you're from michigan yeah what the hell are you doing in vegas um, I really came out here to Vegas to for a few things. Um, one to do school because construction management was going crazy out here because of construction, and then two photography, and then three to find out about my father because he was in California. So there you go on that one. And did you come out here with any family members? No, I actually came out here by myself, and then my uncle Byron was already living here. That's awesome. Um, where in Michigan are you from? Um, Saginaw. Saginaw, Michigan. Sagnasty. Okay. How is it? What is it like out there? Is it rural? Is it a city? Oh. Because <laughs> I've never been to Michigan. People from Saginaw, they're like, nigga, don't say nothing what we got. No, Saginaw, I'm going to say the positive things, and then I'm going to tell you what everyone else thinks. Uh, Saginaw is a city that is full of amazing um, people, people who are talented and everything like that. It's just that Saginaw has a history of a lot of violence in it. But I look past the violence and I look at the people who I spend my time with and I see that there are a lot of potential people who want to leave and become better than, be into a better situation than where they are now. So, but if you're talking about like, cult like agriculture or whatever like that or the national geographics of it um it's a lot of trees it's a lot of grass it's kind of run down a little bit it's a kind of it's an old city and um there's a lot of history up in there <laughs> a lot but yeah it's it's like one of those places that you go like i mean have you been outside of nevada oh uh, yeah i have but never like in that area have you ever been the- in the south yeah, I've been south. I've been like to Texas and Mississippi. Okay, Mississippi. When you went to Mississippi, have you ever seen like a city that's kind of like you know run down a little bit? Yeah, it's it's older. It's older. It has that not not that older smell, but it has that vibe of like okay, there's some history that yeah. I'm walking. Yeah, Where the that, buildings haven't been. Redone. Yes, they haven't been redone, but some buildings have been remodeled, and you know, but the outside of it is like from the 1800s. You know, stuff like I love that. that look. Same. That looks Definitely, it's so amazing. I miss it. I miss that so much. Um, that's Saginaw. Uh, just imagine that with beautiful weather sometimes and then a lot of damn snow. Okay. I feel that. Yeah. So now you're in a desert and it's dry. Yeah. So. Well, here's the thing. I used to live here all the way from one to eight. Oh. When I was eight years old, I moved state to state all my life. Most of my life, state to state. Living out of a car, living out of places. And if you guys listen to my first podcast you'll find out a lot more about that. So, yeah, and now that I'm here in the desert, um, people were like, you know, when I went to Michigan, they were like, where are you from? I'm from Vegas. And they'd be like, you supposed to be used to this heat. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nah, this ain't the same heat that y'all feeling. Right? <laughs> exactly. This heat Global that y'all warming. feeling, it, yeah, this this <laughs> is just, you know, yeah, y'all just sweating because there's um, humid in the air. But here in Vegas, it's just, now that I'm back here, I'm starting to realize that it's not the same environment and that welcoming feeling that I had when I was in Saginaw. When I was in Saginaw, people welcomed me like 
yo who are you where are you from like hey like you want to go do this you want to go do that let's go do this and it's one of those cities where everyone knows everybody which kind of sucks sometimes but on the, on it's the, that southern hospitality people yeah. are different <laughs> yeah. a random person will come up to you on the street and speak like Vegas it's like you're getting city people and yeah stuck up people it's kind of like fuck you I don't really West know Coast yeah like, Try, I don't, like the it's, it feels so totally different. when I came when I when I came back out here I felt like it was like so fake it felt like really fake and I'm 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 happy and I'm glad and I'm blessed to meet people like you and people like Kiana um, Michael um, Mason uh, Jada just all and so forth because it, if it wasn't for you guys I'd be like I can't do this this is not the place. This is definitely not the place for and me. And honestly, it's really like about who raised you. Like my family's from the South. Kiana's family's from the South. You're from the South. We were raised like differently. Differently. Yeah. Than and that's them. that's Vegas. Vegas. The original people from Vegas, they kind of died off. They kind of moved somewhere else. They died off. They probably were like this is not the same Vegas we were used to. Um, but you're, Vegas now is full of so many different people. You got Asians. You got. Um, Indians, you got black people, you got um, southern black people, you got black people from Africa, you got you know you got all types of culture in this big valley in this bowl, and now it's like how can we all you know get used to each other because everyone's learning from every single culture here, which is cool, which is fun, but it gets to a point where it's like I don't know you. Like, right. I can't even look that way because you're not at this certain status or you don't have this certain amount of followers. And since you're not doing nothing, you know, it's like, fuck you, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's that's how it feels. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. People aren't as open to meeting new people. No. They're very standoffish. No. Yes. About their business. Sometimes it's just people being about their business. Yeah. Well, I met a lot of people who are about their business. Oh, here's the thing, though. Here, I got a problem with that. You can be about your business, but you don't have to be a dick about it you don't have to be in a in a way where it's like i don't mess with you because i'm about my business see that to me that to me you're being very you're being very just nasty and i can't stand that nasty side of people and if you're gonna be nasty like that then you're gonna bring out a different side of me you feel me and there's no need to do that you feel me because it's all love and if you're gonna act that certain way or you also gotta watch out for those snakes because they love to slither around, they love to be around you, and then once they get uncomfortable, or once they feel like, oh, well, you know, I can't do that, they find a different set of grass. And I can't be like that. I can't be around people like that. Yeah. That's just how it is. So, when you were in high school... Hit me. You were in high school in Michigan? I was. Okay, so, I have a question. Hit me with it. Because it kind of goes with the people in Vegas, and kind of like more people of our age, like in our 20s, about to be in our 20s, but when you were in Michigan in high school, did how was the social aspect of like the schools and the people your age? Was it like if you went to this school, like were were schools like like with different students from different schools? Did you guys all come together? Was the city all together, or was it like if you don't go here, then you can't hang out with us? Or if you go here, so it's funny because since Saginaw is a small town. Um, <laughs> That's so funny to say that. Um, I went to Saginaw High. There was a, we we were rivals with Arthur Hill. Now, in a school tradition, we got beef with y'all because y'all went to Arthur Hill. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all y'all stay with y'all crew. We's gonna say economic. 
um, difference between the two schools? Like, not no, not really. Like, I mean, some people from Arthur Hill they they come from good air, good homes and good you know whatever. But it was more the same. It was more the same. Like it was just the same you know people. But it was schools like Heritage High School, Heritage High School, uh, which was considered I believe on the it was in the township. And when you lived in the township, you live in a a nice urban area and everything like that. Don't get me wrong. There is some good people in that township. I met some good people in that township. I still talk to those people in that township. But the others, it's very stuck up. It's very like, like they look at, well, because Saginaw is full of black people, a lot of black people. And you have this township where it's like a nice set of white people. So then this nice set of white people, they got money. So then now they're kind of like, mm, you're kind of like, yeah. yeah mm. You know what I mean? It, there's that racial profiling, and there was a lot of it. But like I said, there's still some good people from that school. I met some, been with some, all that stuff. So there are good people there. It's just that that's just how it is. Now back to your original question, when you're in Saginaw and everything like that, uh, Saginaw High School, there was that rivalry and everything like that. But if someone said something about the city of Saginaw, Everyone comes together. It was one of those. We could talk about each other, but if you were outside talking about us, nah, we ain't gonna let that shit. Slip. That's how it was, you know what I'm saying? And that's how they are. And it's that family feeling because everyone was so close with each other. Yeah, there was some fakeness and there's some stuff going on and everything like that, but a lot of times they, they make it up and they move on. But there's just, it was just that I missed that home welcoming, you know what I mean? Like when I go visit sometimes, they'd be like, Why did you come see me? Why did you do this? I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't have enough time. Like, I could have done this, or I can't even say just sagging on it. Like, even in Flint, I, there's some solid ass people there, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Well, I was just asking that because I feel like going back to the unwelcoming feeling or the standoffish feeling being like in the city and in Vegas and growing up here. And going to high school here, we have a lot of private schools, yeah. a lot of charter schools, yeah. a lot of schools you got to pay big bank for, yeah. a lot of rich families. Facts. And, you know, being an adult, we see, like, how things go, like, in the real world. But even when we were in high school, like, if you didn't go here, we was hanging. If you didn't go to Gorman, you're not hanging with us. If you really? don't, If you don't go to this school, you're not, there's a definite divide, and it's wow. like... So weird, like yeah, it wasn't like really yeah, it wasn't like that in Saginaw. Like some people went to Heritage, but we still hanged out with some of those people from Heritage. Like, oh, that's my nigga from uh, you know he goes to Heritage. Yeah, like we we still kind of we we weren't like that. But when it came down to sports, when it came down to like when it was basketball season, nah, we don't know you. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't really mess with you. You know what I'm saying? When it was Saginaw High versus Arthur Hill, look that up on YouTube. Look that up for real. That's that's a huge thing in Saginaw. Saginaw. When I I came in, I'm like Saginaw versus. Y'all playing, y'all doing too much. Yo, when you be up in them, uh, those gyms, packed. Right. Real. It, you feel it. It's there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Family members. There's still family members who go to Arthur Hill. They all know each other. You know, mm-hmm. everyone knows everyone. But yeah. it's that fact that we're just like, nah. Like, it gets it gets so bad to the point where, like, there's fights that break out. But that's okay because, you know, at the end of the day, this is like, maybe remember that one fight yeah, that happened? That's kind yeah. of what makes yeah. it entertaining. Exactly. I, I can you know feel I mean? that. Like, you talk about, nah, my boy, uh, HBK Boo, you know what I'm saying? He's going to come out here crazy. You know, it's like, that's how yeah. it be. But it's, it's all love. Cool. For sure, yeah. But... So what was high school like for you? For me, oh, I jumped to between many different high schools. Um, Facts, I did too. First high school I went to was LVA. It's a performing arts high school. Okay. And that was 
an amazing experience. Like yeah, it was, it? it was great. Yeah. Um, then I went to another high school called um, Bonanza. I heard of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's like not in the best area. And also LVA is not in the best area. It's downtown Las Vegas. I don't know if you ever seen it or anything. It's, it's the, we saw the original building from, yeah. it was the first high school in Vegas. Oh, ever built. yes, I did. I did a plumbing house over there, but yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it. it was, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it there. And I was a choir major. So I was yeah. singing. Wow. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and then I did adult or? education after that. I graduated from adult education because um, I only had three credits to do. Y'all, y'all like to move fast. Yeah, so I didn't want to take multiple classes, and I was having personal problems with yeah. going to school and stuff like that. So right. I just got my school done quick and graduated. That's crazy. That's what's up. No, um, I uh, my first high school ever was Chaparral High School here in Vegas. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. And then I went to Centennial High School. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went to Centennial. I went to Centennial High School. So you went to high was. school in Michigan and out here. I'm finna tell you, I went to high school wow. here in Nevada, North Carolina, and Michigan. Wow. My high school, yeah, my high school in uh, North Carolina was called Monroe, and I have a great, great, great best friend. Her name is Janaya. She's an amazing person. She lives out there. Um, Nancy too, and uh, I met them out there. Um, Monroe High School was a uh, was my very first all black school. And it was a different experience for me because I've always been in a very diverse school. So Chaparral was uh, kind of mostly Mexicans, mm-hmm. but there was still like, you know, it was still kind of diverse. When I went to Centennial, a lot of white people, but it was a lot of different cultures. Like, you know, you had rich black people, you had rich uh, Indian people, yes. you, had, you know, it was just different. Mm-hmm. A lot of drugs going through the school, but, you know, it was still it was still cool. I didn't really notice all of that until people started saying stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um then when I went to Monroe, which is all-black school, but this all-black school was the first all-black school I've ever been to, but also the first people I've ever seen, like, really excel in sports. Like, this school is known for, like, having people go off to D1s and everything like that and winning championships. So when I went there, it was kind of like, you know, okay, you going to play basketball? I was like, yeah. I'm like, well, let's see what you got, blah, blah, blah. Or are you going to run track? I was like, yeah, let's see what you got, blah, blah, blah. And... You know, I did all that there, and it was it was fun. I enjoyed it, and right when I was getting comfortable, um, we went through a rough time. My auntie made mistakes because we were living with her. She made mistakes, and it caused us to kind of move around within that state, and then we end up living in a motel. Then we went from a motel into a van, and we lived out of the van for a little bit. Well, we didn't really live out of the van, but we were sleeping in a van for some uh, for some days, whatever. Then we... Then my grandmother came and she said, move with us back to Saginaw. So we went to Saginaw and then I went to Saginaw High. And my first experience at Saginaw High, I was kind of like freaked out because it was it was unorganized. It was at first, but um, through that unorganization, I enjoyed all the fun times and everything like that. They they I feel like Saginaw High prepared me for just life. You know what I mean? Like this is just what Public it is. Public school will do that to you. Yeah, this is just. For real life. Yeah, this is how it is. Like, and uh, the schools like Centennial and Chaparral and Monroe, they they didn't prepare me for life like that. They just say, if you if you you know you get good grades, you know what I'm saying things work out. Yeah, okay. Um, but at Saginaw High, it was like you can get good grades, but that's still not, not that's still not enough. 
And that's how it is out here in this world. Like, okay, you did all these pictures. You did a good job, but that's not enough. That's not enough. We need something that's going to be like, wow. You know what I mean? And when I got my nose in Michigan, it made me who I am today. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, did you find difficulty forming relationships with people when you were moving around so much? No. See, before I went to Chaparral High School, I was living in North Carolina, and I went to a middle school there, which was called something, uh, Yellow Jacket, Yellow Jacket Middle School. Before I went to Yellow Jacket Middle School, I was living in Georgia, and I went to a elementary school. Before I lived in Georgia, I was in New York. Before I went to New York, I went to New Mexico. Before I was in New Mexico, I was in Arizona. Arizona, back to New Mexico, back to Georgia. So the reason why I'm saying all this is because I got used to the fact of creating relationships and leaving those relationships. So it was easy for me to let go of people and move on because my mom said that's what you need to do you need to learn to move on because i would be stuck i'd be depressed she's like if you keep allowing yourself to do this and hold on to these people and try to stay in contact with them you're going to lose your mind because they're living their life without you because you're somewhere else so i had to let go you know what i mean but not nowadays nowadays you can stay connected through social media be like hey would you hey i'm there with you I'm there with you online, bro. Don't forget about me. You know what I mean? Exactly. But. What? I say that it's only toxic if you allow it to become toxic. What I mean by that is, is that you find balance. You check in with them. Hey, how you been? How you doing? Okay, I'm doing good. This and this and that. Okay, cool. Bet. Let them live their lives. Let them do what they want to do. You know what I mean? So now I have a question. Do you find that your tactics of moving on from people are toxic? It was at first. <laughs> it it was at first, but um when I did that, um I kind of because it created what I mean, it didn't it wasn't toxic. It was more so like a it was more so of when I thought about them, I'm like, dang, I really miss this person. I really want to know how they're doing, but I got to let go, right? But then I was just like, you know, like, it doesn't hurt to just check in on them. So then it starts to balance itself yeah, back Yeah, it's always again. that balance, like, with yeah. anything. If you're not balancing anything good good or bad, it's just it's, too it's much not good, right. too much bad. Yeah, it's just not going to work out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, sometimes you need the bad in order to make you grow. Because if you stay in the good for so long, you become what? Comfortable. When you become comfortable, yeah, it's hard for you to it, exactly. <laughs> so, facts. That's big facts. So, me moving around, me going through what I went through at a young age and everything like that, it helped me and molded me into becoming sh- like that person who I want to be. It helped me tell stories and be comfortable to have this conversation with you. Because a lot of things, people can't have conversations like this because they're like, well, I'm still dealing with that problem and I don't feel like talking about it. Why? Why don't you feel talking about it? I just don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. I'll just leave you alone. But the fact that we were able to have this conversation, that tells me that I'm blessed and I was raised well to be able to open up to people. You know what I mean? And I thank my mom for that. Yes. Definitely thank my mom for that. If you have, you guys barely just seen the glints of my mom. If you guys really saw the full of her you guys be like oh well i see why this nigga is so open for real. well yeah based this is my first day meeting yeah. you so ba- first impression a1 yeah yeah 
that's that's facts because if you can't my thing is is that I understand that you can't communicate but if you don't truly open up and you communicate with the person that you care about the relationship is not going to work that's even with friendship and relationship you can try all you want you want to try like 24/7 back to back I'm going to make sure that this day is going to work out if it's not going to work out it's not going to work out because a person doesn't want to do it if they don't want to communicate they're going to tell you in action and through their words that I can't do it. They have to be the ones to go through the trial and error of learning how to open up and to communicate. And that takes time. And people, people our age and people even, people our age, what ends up happening is that, oh, like, they tried so hard, they want to, and they force it, and they force it, and they force it, then they've realized that they're failing and failing and failing because they're moving so fast because they want to become great now. They skip the journey, they want to be doing great now, but they move so fast that they skip all the lessons that they need to learn from, and they become what? Dormant. Okay, I feel that. Well, from your last podcast with Kiana, uh, the most overachiever I could think of in my life <laughs> and you talking about how people want to be great now how they're moving fast and everything do you have anything to say about the people who are necessarily not an overachiever or moving slow or doesn't really know what to do with their lives like what do you have to say to them your time will come people that's me that's literally you just described me I have a hard time I want to do it. I want to go after it. But I take my time or I stop myself from doing it because there's something that's holding me back. And once I recognize that problem, huh? Oh, or I feel like it's holding me back or I feel like I'm not good enough. And that's the biggest one. I feel like I'm not good enough. And here's the thing. I'm not trying to compare myself, but here's the thing that I realize: If I would have took the chances and they did the things that I truly wanted to do, I wouldn't be in this room. When I know that I have the talent and the resources to do where I really want to do, when I know I have it, that tells me like, yo, you slacking. So that tells me I need to motivate myself to keep moving forward. Because not to compare myself, but there's a dude I know. His name is Josh, a wonderful guy, dude, wonderful guy. If you guys, I wish you guys could talk to him right now, but he is a uh, photographer. He's an amazing photographer. And I remember him coming to me for advices on how to become a better photographer, how to do all these things. I remember him going to different photographers to seek better, to seek greatness, you know what I mean? To be great. And um, to see him where he is now and how he excel, I'm like, dude, how'd you do it? He didn't stop. He knew that he was going to be great. The difference between me and him is, is that I don't know if I'm going to be great. Because I allow myself to look into that darkness and fall deeper into it. So sometimes it's hard for me to come out of that mindset because I struggle through it. I struggle so hard through it. I have to write things out. I'm so cautious. Can this be great? Will this be great? Will this be awesome? Will this not be awesome? I don't know. What are the people going to think? Are they going to think like this? Are they going to think like that? Things start kicking in. Voices start kicking in. I have to slow myself down. And if I don't slow myself down, I lose myself. And then what happens is, is I go on social media and then when I go on social media, I'm looking at all these people doing all these great things. And then you know what happens? I stop being creative for six months. And I only know that it's been six months is because the last six months, I realized I wasn't posting anything. I realized I wasn't really creating anything. I realized that I was just slacking and just doing it because to do it. Hey, you want to do a photo shoot? Yeah, sure, I guess. 
when it, when it used to be where it's like, you want to do a photo shoot? Dude, let's fucking do it. I'm, I'm down to do it. But when you lose that motivation, when you allow things to just be like, oh, they're doing this and you're not doing that, so you must be trash or you must be ass or you suck, and that's social media. Social media creates this mindset in your head to be like, you have to be great now. You want to learn this? You ever go on social media or YouTube? Hey, you want to make $15,000 right now in 14 days? This is how you do it. You have to do this, 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 and this, and that, and then you'll be great. But the truth is, it takes time. How did that guy make $14,000? Was he just lucky? Was he just blessed? Or did he have to go through the process and the journey? So now he's trying to scam other people. But my point is, is that he's giving you that false thought that you can do it now. It doesn't always work like that. There's that 1% who have it like that, but we're not that 1%. We're the ones who have to work for it. And we're the ones who become more wiser and better that than those 1%. Because they, they didn't go through what we went through. You feel me? Some did, some didn't. But my whole point is, is that I just, I allow myself to fall deeper into that. And I pray every day to find that strength and that path and to allow God to guide me through that darkness to find that light that I need to keep me going. So it's tough so sometimes. if you guys, you and Kiana could come up with a four-step plan for somebody who say they're losing motivation to for their passion, for what they want to do in their life, or if they don't know what they want to do, if they feel like their life is moving too slow, if you could come up with a four-step plan, or too fast, if you come up with a four-step plan for somebody to get their life Go back going at least what would that be i i heard you say praying in god so that's number one that's the first step is getting in a relationship with god and your prayer up i can tag on that just because well i've learned that the only person who fully knows you is god if you believe in god so <laughs> seeking other people for what you're supposed to do or like i don't know how to do it I feel like God is the only source because <laughs> humans are humans, like I said. Um, the second point, I would say write things down because journaling helped me personally. People say it's hard to journal. I did find it hard in the beginning So I'm like, who sits here and can do this every day? <laughs> like, it was weird. If y'all ever seen Moesha, I'm like Moesha now. <laughs> I journal all the time, but I feel like writing things down, you can go back and reflect to where you were and you can get that motivation to know that you came from somewhere. Every day is not the same day, whether it feels like it or not. You have to learn to look for the small things. I guess that'll be my third point too. Like look for joy in the small things because the small things are what make big things. You're building something, you need small pieces to get the final creation. So, um, yeah, and then my fourth thing would be, um, <laughs> I don't know if this is healthy for y'all, but for me, I delete social media until I feel like I can come to a headspace of when I get on here, I need to be intentional. I need to sometimes separate myself to tell myself, okay, you need to get back on and you need to have this kind of mindset because I feel like you have to train yourself and discipline yourself to the point where you're not looking for those things or you can get off and come back on, on and have the same mindset, which I've done multiple times. But each time now I'm learning a deeper meaning behind doing it. So those are my four points. Hmm. You said four points to help people yeah, be motivated. motivated. Like, 
four points. Listen, she said four. Praying does help. Praying is always going to help. Um, self-reflecting. Um, I think that's another one. That should be your second one. Your third one, to stay motivated or to get you motivated. Mm-hmm. Or just to keep going in general. Oh, with your passions, going. dreams. Oh, every every day when I'm working and I'm doing all this bullshit, I always tell myself. That's what it be. Yeah, I have to be real about it. Um, I always tell myself. I always tell myself, "Why are you doing this? I'm doing this because dot 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 dot. That's why I'm doing it." So. I'm digging, I'm doing toilets, I'm changing out pipes, I'm throwing packages, I'm loading up the cans, loading up the planes, I'm doing all this stuff. Why am I doing all that? Because I want to keep doing this. I want to keep investing into my craft. I want to keep uh, becoming better. I want to become better in my creativity and everything like that. I want to stay consistent. In order to stay consistent, I got to stay consistent with my work. If I stay consistent with my work, I know that it's going to help me out later on down the road. So remind yourself, why are you doing it? And... If you don't know why, ask yourself this. Do you want to continue down that path of not knowing why? If you don't know why, you go back to your first thing. You pray. Pray over it. So it all cycles itself. Um, Fourth thing, honestly, I really don't have a fourth thing. My fourth thing would be uh, to keep yourself motivated Oh, in high in college at the college dorm room, I used to write down these on these sticky notes. I got inspired from a TV show, it was a black TV show with Gabriella Union. She write down these. Oh yeah, I know. She right. She write down these quotes on the on these sticky notes, and she'll put. Yes. She write down these sticky notes on uh, these quotes on these sticky notes, and she'll put it on her mirror. And every morning when she gets up, she read that that quote. And it'd be something powerful. It'd be something like, you know, like, oh, wow. So what I did was I kind of flipped it. I'm like, you're going to be great one day. Keep going. You are this. You are that. You're amazing. You're this. You're that. God's always with you. God's blessing. God's this, this. Whatever I wrote down in that moment, I put it there, right there. So I wake up in the morning. I'm not just looking at this depressed person. You know what I mean? I'm reading something. I'm like, all right, cool. That's what's going to happen. So. Thanks, guys. I think that was a great those were two great four-step plans. Most definitely. Any more uh, questions or? Um, let me see. Kiana said, always make sure that the why is always bigger than the how. Ooh. So that's. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah, always remind yourself. Always remind yourself. The why is always bigger than the how. That's that's deep. <laughs> Facts. Is that all, Jules? I think that's it. Well, Jules, more. For, I gotta say, I gotta save some for the for the next one. Oh, can't just yeah, yeah, definitely. You're always welcome. You're always welcome to come through. Now that I know like how you are a little bit, I don't know who you are, but I, like know how you are i'm getting good vibes from this and yo you're definitely always welcome back thank you i'm glad that i got to experience all this most definitely yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right y'all as always stay different yeah